For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast hey it's a good thing i turned that on what's going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram you can guys my name is brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show uh, uh the offense went south as the team went south you see what i did uh, yes. Things did not go as planned in Atlanta, save for one win on Friday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what went wrong. We're also talking about the biggest subject in baseball right now, what what people are calling the biggest scandal in sports history for some reason, which yeah. is not true. People needing to wear their, the shin guards as they run the bases. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, of course we're talking about that sticky, icky, icky. Because you just yeah. really wanted to say it, huh? Well, I figured I cut you off, and then you liked it. Yeah. Anyways, go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're talking about foreign substances and pitchers because apparently the Dodgers lead too many categories of spin rate, and so we're under fire all of a sudden. Which makes sense. Makes total sense. Um, We'll talk about that. We'll dive into it. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that because I we have a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions, and uh, none of them are good. Yeah, it's the usual stuff. We also got to talk a little bit about the streaky boys in blue because. It it's a really really streaky season, and uh, that that's it. I mean, honestly, that could be it. We could just end the show right here, and we're good. But we're not going to because we're uh, is it sadist? Whatever. We enjoy the pain. Masochist. Masochist. Hell yeah. No, because you know, giving each other the. Uh, anyways, and so much more, guys. Before we get into the show, we got to remind you this is a podcast. So if you like podcasty things, that's mostly this, but slightly cleaned up. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitch Radio, Player FM, oh, so many more. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. We're there. Doug's there. Dave Roberts there. Eric Ulo's there. Uh, Trevor Bowers. There's a whole bunch of people there. We keep them there. Do I have a mustache right now? Sort of. No, oh, somebody DM'd me and said they like my mustache. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a mustache i just haven't shaved in two days uh so there's that guys don't forget this is a live stream you are talking to me in my uh shadow on my upper lip (laughs) make sure you drop into the comments let us know where you're repping dodger nation tonight we want to talk to you guys we want to hear from you uh heading over to youtube ari oh ari's always first on a lot of stuff these days says road to repeat that is currently what we are on we appreciate that lou says sticky icky i think they really like that lou Lou really, uh, oui. he rides with you on that one. He really wanted to say it out loud. Uh, it's number checking in on YouTube. Hi. She says, hi, guys. Hello. I didn't hear you said. Who Who is it? It's Thumper. Oh, it's Thumper. Or it's it's Humper. It's T-Humper? It's t- Humper. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we got Obey2388. Uh, he's shouting out from Riverside. We got Katie. <gasps> Katie's Riverside. here. Oh, wait, wait. Hi, I was uh, I was on her and her sister's podcast today. Why? Because they do a lot of podcasty things, and but isn't don't they? It's like, all Disneyland related. I don't know anything. Don't you hate happiness, and in turn would hate the happiest place on earth? I do hate happiness. However, Disneyland has corn dogs. Uh, <laughs> they and have churros. a michelada sausage. They do not have a michelada sausage, probably. But if they did, I would definitely go to Disneyland if they could guarantee me that I could find it. I'm just saying. I've watched, I've heard of Disney, mm-hmm. didn't get the call to be a part of this. Mm. Michael so over on YouTube says, thing. time to trade. I think he's talking about us. I think we have been traded. This is now the Mets podcast. I don't know. Mets Nation. 
What are we? Oh, God, do we get merch and then no picture? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isaac checking in from 909 up in Big Bear. Uh, we got Woodland, California from Luis or Lewis. If you're nasty, we got a shout out from RGV, Texas? Rig of, Rig of Texas. Or Rig of Texas. Anyways. I don't know where that is. Rio Grande <sighs> Valley. I don't know. <clears throat> well, we know all these people are showing up. Uh, we know who didn't show up, though. That's the Dodgers offense. They did not show up. Down in the deep south of Atlanta. What uh what the hell happened there, my guy? It's a really good transition. Hell really, yeah. really like to <laughs> who guess who didn't show up? Uh what are we calling them? I mean, Dave called them inconsistent, and I think that's the worst I've ever heard him talk about oh, his yeah. team, to be honest with you. That one like perked up my ears a little bit. They're like, Oh yeah. Dave, the how dagger. Could you? Because he I mean Dave notoriously defends his players often to a fault, and that's okay. He's yes. a manager. He's a player's manager. That's what he does. Um, they weren't pit, they weren't facing great pitching. <laughs> Let me put it that no. way. I mean, the, the Braves' bullpen is not good. Uh, I think a couple of them have suffered from some bad luck early on. I think that Max Fried is a good pitcher who's having a bad season, but, man, did they make him look like a Cy Young candidate on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that tends to happen. You know, they, they've talked about that, they, or I should say the team talked about that a lot early on with the whole idea of other teams kind of – getting it up when they play LA. They play at their best, which makes sense. You want to beat the best. Everybody wants to beat the Dodgers. They're on their well, they're attempting to win their ninth straight division title. They just won the Mickey Mouse championship, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Uh every team's gonna try that much harder. Plus the Bravos are the team that blew a three one lead. So I can understand a little bit more out of it. Uh Max Fried also going up against Bauer on, uh, I guess, the day the sticky stood still or whatever the hell we want to call it. I don't know. But yep. there's a lot of things that line up where it makes sense that uh, the Dodgers didn't do all that well in Atlanta. At the same time, it's also, I don't know if it's so much of a pattern, but we're kind of devolving back into that, like Dave said, it's inconsistent play. I saw uh, Anthony says his bipolar offense um dave expanded he said uh, there's been some really good play standard dave stuff as he right. does but he says there's also been some mediocre play which is about i mean that's the equivalent of of dave roberts calling you a see you next tuesday <laughs> i think these days because he's a very nice man and just saying he doesn't um, say he doesn't say bad things about his team often. no no so, uh, yeah, I think offensively, here I am being Dave, uh, we've just got to continue, continue to take good at-bats and just be more consistent on that side, which he says, as he says that also a lot of the time, he says they are taking good at-bats. Right. So, see, even Dave's a little inconsistent on it, it seems, but um, I don't know, man. It, it's it's I wouldn't say it's getting tough to watch, but when you, know, you, had, you had this record-setting or not record, record tying, or the first thing, first time it's happened in 50 years where they scored 11 runs in an inning and then they scored eight runs in an inning. I don't know how the hell they keep up with these type of like stupid records, but it is what it is. Things happen. But they also got the, those eight runs with on three hits, so <laughs> there was the benefit of some errors. Right. There was some walks that are harder to come by these days with uh, the way MLB officiating is, but we're not going to get in on the uh, – on the umpires today i think you guys can listen to a, a yankees podcast and probably find some of that type of shit but eight runs in the fifth inning on friday uh over this entire series with atlanta again eight runs fifth inning in the fifth inning itself on friday set it up properly seven innings all the other innings that's 26 innings seven runs Fuck. Seven Words innings are for hard. 26 innings. You know, you guys, first. you know what, sometimes I didn't I didn't pregame a beer. But still, bad, bad. Best hitter this weekend was, was Theo Albert. Yeah, Theo Albert, man, he's crushing them. Someone, I think I saw somebody, I don't remember who it was, nobody important, but uh, they said something about how his home runs come at the worst times, like the most like ridiculous. And look, it's not Theo Albert's oh. fault that the boys can't get on base and make something happen because he's doing what he needs to do, and he's doing it in some big spots, and he's playing yeah. like he's not 105 or however old he is. Um, I think most impressive, honestly, this is getting a little off topic, but I think most impressive is the fact that he has not played bad defense at all at first base, which is a shock to me because I was like almost a guarantee. I was like, hey, this is part of bringing him on board. He's a bad defender. I mean, dude's a multi-time gold glove winner. He's one of the best uh, defenders that was often overlooked because of how good his bat was. But, man, 
Yeah, you didn't really expect to see him making making some pretty uh, you know some stops and some screaming screaming line drives over there. He's uh, he's doing what he can at first base for a air quote forty one year old. We'll call him. Um, it is what it is. We got some more people checking in that I want to call out. Tiago over on YouTube says, "Hey, what's up, people?" Tiago, good evening to you. Melinda says, "Hi, hi, Melinda from 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 him." Hi. I waved to everybody. Mm-hmm. You got any more? No, that's it. Uh, Mr. <laughs> oh, Mr. Crush Guts. I got anytime Mr. Mr. Crush Guts has a comment, I got to say, he says Mookie's the catalyst, but he has been underachieving, and that is a big part of what's been happening lately. Even David Vesey went off on Mookie Betts, which, you know, <laughs> burn bridges, whatever, what have you. But Yeah, this is why Joe Kelly doesn't talk to Dave Vesey, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, he got, he too got soon. a little too angry with him. Too soon. Uh, we'll, we'll have more on the website. Check it out, DodgersNation.com. We'll have more on that. On uh, Vasse's comments about Mookie probably coming up tomorrow, being Tuesday. This is a question I have, I, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. Ming. To me, it feels like the starting pitcher, just pitching in general, uh, has kind of also been not good, particularly maybe just in that series. But mm-hmm. you're seeing some some kind of chinks in the armor. There, there's a little bit of it's not super bueno. Yeah, is that just me? Or is there something to that? Give me your thoughts on that real quick. Go ahead. No, I think that uh, we're, I wouldn't say finally, but I think we're starting to see the ill effects of carrying four pitchers for so long. Um, it's not necessarily that these guys have had to pitch on short rest or anything like that, but none of them are really getting the opportunity to have longer rest. Mm-hmm. I think there's certain periods you go through where, you know, Walker Bueller might pitch on like five or six days rest in, throughout, yeah. the, you know, in a normal season because you have so many guys that can slot in and fill in on a daily basis. You got the guys that can come up from AAA and pitch and then go back down for a start or whatever it might be. And that's not because they need it, but mostly because they want to give the guys a break. They want to take it easy on these arms. You brought up the point, Julio coming very close to uh, his innings limit for the past couple of years. Like he's already getting pretty close to it and we're, yeah. uh, you know, a third of the way through the season. So what happens down the line halfway through the season? What happens towards the end of the season? What happens into the postseason? Is he still a starting pitcher? Do we know that he can go 200 plus innings because that's what he's on pace for right now? Mm-hmm. I don't think he can, no. uh, especially if this is the first time doing it. And I don't know if they want to even risk it because in years past they haven't. I'm so pretty, why would they start now? And I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Andrew Friedman, addressed as much that they're not going to go that way and, and mark Pryor before the season they're like they don't expect him to go past 200 innings i don't think they really expect anybody in this rotation save for trevor bauer to go past 200 innings uh they're just not built for that they haven't been built up uh, all that much in their careers and they're coming off a 60 game season where they played deep into october and and you had a normal ramp up for spring training a little weird you don't want to uh you don't want to burn out these guys but at the same time you know, this is where you have that sting of the loss of, of Dustin May because right. either he or Tony were, were supposed to be those guys. Tony Gonson were supposed to be uh, kind of seen, probably seen some time in the bench, seeing a little stretch, and then getting back into it, taking some innings. Uh, thankfully, you got David Price, who right. I'm beginning to think more and more they're going to build up later in the season. I think they have to at this point because you point out the loss of Dustin May. It doesn't is it it isn't just the loss of a fifth starter. It's also the loss of a six man because yeah. traditionally you would have uh Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May kind of bouncing back and forth in and out, giving mm-hmm. guys breaks, being in the bullpen for a little bit, being in the starting rotation for a little bit. Now you don't have that because Gonsolin immediately moves into your number five spot and then you don't have another man. I mean you can fill in with bullpen days like they've been doing, but I think we've seen Damn. that it, it it just has bad effects long-term on the team. It's, yeah. it's too much of a gamble. You can't do it for 162 games. You can't wear down your guys. The freshest bullpen heading into October generally wins a World Series, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Not always true, but the freshest bullpen generally wins a World Series. And right now, I would argue that we're one of the most depleted bullpens, which yeah. is saying something. Yeah, I mean... And, and getting to the the back to the idea of, of starters or, or openers or whatever, you can't really uh, you can't really rely on somebody like Jimmy Nelson for that because they've now become so reliant on him in the ro- or in the bullpen, and he's you know, he's I think he's arguably the best guy. So he proved me wrong. I I said the jury was still out for me. He hadn't proved uh, proven himself to me after the season started, but uh, no, he's he's been nails. Um, but you're, you're starting to look at guys like uh, you know Blake Trinan, not. Really, yeah. I wouldn't say he's been bad, but he hasn't been, you know, locked down this season. He's given up runs in his last uh, last three outings. 
you can't you can't throw uh, Kenley on back-to-back days or in in particular situations or if Mercury's in retrograde or whatever the hell it is, you know, because he might not be angry enough. There's there's some there's some worries there's some concerns and there's a lot of opportunity for Andy Friedman <laughs> at the trade deadline to to make some moves. There is there's I mean we've talked about it I think two podcasts ago whenever we did we don't listen to each other yeah, but uh, there's a lot of options out there there are guys that can eat up innings which is honestly what you're looking for right now you're not looking for a guy who's going to be your number two starter in a playoff series or something like that you're looking for a guy who's like. Yeah, you need 100, 120 innings pitched this year. You need 100 whatever innings pitched this year. I got you. I'm going to probably put up a 4.5 ERA, mm-hmm. but I got you. And that's honestly the type of guy that they need right now. They are out there. They are available. There's one guy on the Pirates that's available, and we're going to see them uh, over this week. But mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Moore brought it up. He said Kershaw should not give up five runs. Kershaw is another guy who has looked – I mean – you never really worry about Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> you know he's going to get the job done. You know he's going to find it eventually one way or another. And he did look good at different points during the season. But, man, over this last month, was it was rough to watch him pitch. Yeah. Last seven starts, 5.26 ERA. They're almost 40 innings. He's, he's pitched uh, just over or just under 38 innings. Uh, so it's giving up runs. Back-to-back. Is it back-to-back five-run five, uh, five run outings? Or he for, has yeah. A, back-to-back yeah. five-plus for the first time like since, like, 2000. 13 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. it has not been good. It's definitely a concern. Uh on this bullpen stuff and on the Kershaw stuff, we have a, a deeper dive into the numbers on our YouTube channel. Check out Eric Ulo's uh three up, three down. It just dropped this morning on Monday, but check it out. It's also on our Instagram with uh, IGTV or something like that. We're trying it out there. Uh just get some more eyes on it. But uh, Eric had some some uh some good numbers breakdowns and just the thought of of uh you know particularly in the bullpen. Um what is the word, you know, improving the bullpen, looking at trades and what have you. But on the Kershaw side, he thinks it's a little bit of uh, bad luck, perhaps. I mean, his his uh, his FIP's a bit lower than that ERA, but it's still not great. It's not Kershaw numbers. And you wonder, like, man, <laughs> we were we were talking a little bit about it before. It's like, man, is this... Uh, is this the last hurrah for Kirsch a little bit, man? I don't know. I don't want to dive into that. That's that's a whole different show. We got to talk about uh, the more specific things where you didn't want to go into Atlanta and lose to. No, I mean Atlanta. Again, it was one of those things coming in where we're like, it was a shock to me because I haven't been paying attention to anybody else. But looking at it, it's like Atlanta has a losing record. Like, what is happening out yeah. there? You dive into it. They're missing some key pieces. Uh, Ozuna is obviously done for. Uh, no longer a part of baseball, but. Uh, you don't want to lose two to Atlanta, especially coming off of. Granted, you you took two from the Cardinals, who are a good team, yeah, in themselves, and that's probably going to be a playoff team that you're going to see at some point during the postseason. But also, you know, you get to go into a series this week. I worry about for a very specific reason. You're playing two teams who are have given up. <laughs> yeah, two teams who are very much out of the running for the playoffs or the postseason, who are probably both going to be sellers at the trade deadline coming up. Rangers will probably try to find a way to get rid of Joey Gallo at some point. <laughs> um, you can't lose. You can't lose these series for sure. I mean, if you lose a game here or there in these series, it's okay. But I mean, you're, you're playing two really bad teams. You've <laughs> got to win these ball games. And historically speaking, when the Dodgers are good, they tend to lose against bad teams, and that's just been the case for a couple years now. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So sweeps coming up in Pittsburgh. We'll yeah. talk about Pittsburgh a little bit later in the show. Right now, we're going to dive into a few of the comments. Uh, I love this one. Isaac on uh, YouTube says, uh, "Can't Kenley throw in back?" Or I think he's trying to say Kenley can't throw in back-to-back weeks, <laughs> which is good. I, so wording it that way, I love it. I'm going to go with uh, a point for that one. Um, Jason is uh, is suggesting that maybe Trinan got on that sticky icky icky, and uh, I don't know, man. That spin is already. Kind of naturally there, dudes. I think he an is abomination. <laughs> I think he's. I think that injury is actually worse than it. They saying, made it seem. You're saying groins are bad. Yeah, I mean, if uh, I can't, you know, sorry, body part, body part. Not Dave called it a body. He part. called it a body part. It's yeah. a groin. But yeah. ever since they uh, kept him out of the game with the a, body part injury, he's some, been pretty bad. Somebody needs to explain to Dave that groin isn't necessarily like your whole ass ball sack. Right. I, I don't think anybody. Sorry, Grandma. 
Uh, we also got some people that are suggesting some uh, some arms. We got uh, Ari saying Michael Pineda, who one of the great sticky boys, sticky boys of our generation. <laughs> get this, get the sticky game together, <laughs> sticky boys. Oh man, we could add him to Spin City as uh, uh, Sports Illustrated calling it. Nailed Spin it, City. killing it right there. Um, I really didn't like the picture that they used. What was the picture? The, holding the, oh yeah, the like goop. the honey ball. Yeah, yeah I didn't that like little, that. That was a little bit. <laughs> really uh, didn't enjoy that. A little, little bit too much right there. Uh, Tribe says Father Time is undefeated. Kershaw might be done. I don't know if he's done. He's definitely in a. Uh, he's caught in a a bad loop, and uh, you hope he gets a little reboot. Because that's what you do with a loop, I think. I thought you were saying Canadian version reboot. Yeah, it's really confusing. Basically, you just hold down uh, volume down and power. And it gets you to the you know the, the little reboot screen. Good to go. Realistically speaking, do you think they? I make was a, talking they, realistic. <laughs> do ahead. you think they actually make a move for an arm? Just in general, maybe not necessarily a starting arm, maybe a bullpen arm, maybe whatever. I think they have to because there's just. Do you think it is a starting arm? It would be the smartest move. Yeah, it needs to be some sort of. Can we get Ross back? I've been saying, man, get he's, Ross Stripling back in. He's he's uh, he's he's coming on all of a sudden. You know, in the last couple outings there in uh, Toronto. <laughs> text ross right now hey are you sticky <laughs> just just leave it no at that context. no context hell yeah let's go from there but ross is the type of dude that would fit right back in uh swimmingly with this uh this this system and what would be needed uh out of him which is some spot starts we need some innings out of some you. some length in relief right so not gonna happen but uh somebody akin to that because i i we've seen enough of of edwin who said that he's not not ready for prime time. Dennis Santana, not ready for prime time. Uh, I think I said it last week. I'm, I'm kind of higher on Phil Bickford right now than some of these other guys oh, that we've man, seen yeah. this season. <laughs> He's got, it's all about that show hair. Trust the hair. Turns out if you get long hair as a reliever. You're getting closer to me trusting you in there. relief. Almost there, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Mullet LinkedIn. That's a, this has been your mullet check. Yeah, it's not good. It's uh you know, hair grows slow apparently. Yeah, no. It's still there, look. It takes a little while. I think the top doesn't matter for a mullet though, so it doesn't not, it's not, not so doing much. Me I love any good. That. I love that uh Pete Wentz. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh Brandon asked, should we trade AJ Pollock to who and for what? <laughs> I uh, I don't remember who wrote it. it. It was a bad article, but I saw somebody say that uh Pollock's contract was too big and it was uh, a bad decision on the Dodgers part and it's just it just really makes me laugh that people don't know anything. I love um, I love the follow up from uh, from Bullet here on YouTube. It says no one wants Pollock. <laughs> Immediate follow up. So that's uh, that's just good timing right there. Um, Listen, he's a good guy. All right, and uh, he carried the offense when we were really struggling. Which is saying something. It's really saying something. Mm-hmm. Anthony says I think they go for a starter and a reclamation minor league uh, arm pen arm. I mean, we already have a few of those. I mean, you, there's a chance you see Tommy Canley late. You hope that if and when Corey Knable comes back, he's doing what he was doing to start the season. But those are a lot of ifs, and those are you don't want ifs going into potentially into you know the postseason trying to repeat. You can't have those yeah. kind of ifs. The biggest thing that worked for LA last year in the postseason, they had a nails bullpen. As long as Kenley wasn't in the ninth, they had bullpen that could really get it done. Thank you, Julio. But anyways, yeah, that guy, that guy made a huge difference. Yeah, he's a guy that we weren't really expecting to uh, be in the rotation. <laughs> anyway, personally, uh, getting back into the comments a little bit right here. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Me three says, um, "Excuse me, mullet." And Katie no, follows with mullet. Please, a mullet. I want nothing more. So, I mean, the audience clearly the is really in on the, the Yeah, mullet, they're in. Yeah. This is. I've had a lot of DMs about it. People really want the mullet. Uh, Alberto Lopez over on the YouTube throws us $2 on the super chat. We appreciate that. Every bit of money goes to the beer fund where uh, I picked up a 24 pack of Modelo and uh, we're, we're drinking that. They are not a sponsor, but we might be a sponsor of them at this point. Sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor me, Daddy. Mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, Berto over here says uh, no more sticky for Bauer going back to his four-plus ERA. All right. Segway. So. Segway. Sticky Fingers. Great. It's a great Rolling Stones album, by the way. I love it. Yep. I mean, it's got brown sugar. It's got Can't You Hear Me Knocking. 
got Wild Horses. And I mean, there's other songs on there, but I mean, that's three like long Brown sugar lasting. Is actually, about pine tar. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's much more racist than that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, great album. Sticky Fingers, though, is also a big time problem in MLB. <sighs> Do you want to, like, explain a little bit? What's uh, what's going on here? I don't like it. Uh, I, I just hate every bit of it. Basically, thank you for stopping. The report by. came out real complicated, uh, real <laughs> conflicting. It seems like at this point, yeah, seems like Major League Baseball is going to crack down on the use of foreign substances for pitchers. Um, coincidentally, that report also suggested that the Dodgers have the highest increase year over year in percentage of spin rate increase. You know, forget about the fact that we lost the uh, no spin Pedro Baez. Forget about the fact that we added in Trevor Bauer. Forget about the fact that we added in Jimmy Nelson. Doesn't they, matter. They picked up a bunch of spin rate. Called guys. us Spin City. Uh, turns out, want to pin it on us. Want to pin it on the Dodgers as the main uh, benefactors of the foreign substance policy. Which, if you're new to baseball, let me tell you, I would, I would personally approximate about 95 percent of pitchers use something when they're on the mound. Personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think it's less. Some of them a are lot. a little more uh, uh, ridiculous. I don't know what the right word for this. Wrong. More, more cheaty. Egregious. That's egregious. Some of them are more egregious. Some of them are things that are cooked up in labs that are worked on for a very long time. Some of them are a simple mixture of of pine tar and ro- or rosin and uh, sunscreen. Mm-hmm. The most simple one, the one that stood oh. the test of time, the one that you can't really trace back anywhere because, I mean, you're allowed to wear sunscreen and you're allowed to use rosin. So how can you really trace those things back? Now we're at the point where it seems like Major League Baseball is going to crack down for any sort of foreign substance use, and we don't know what it's going to look like. We do mm-hmm. know that it will be probably a 10-game ban. Um, aside from that, there has been no new information on it. So everyone's been asking about it nonstop. <clears throat> and Trevor Bauer, obviously, at the forefront of the conversation over the past couple of years about banning it, um, seems like it could get – the sticky situation could get sticky. Icky, icky. Icky, icky. Yeah, I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, so so Bauer went off on it. Uh, obviously, um, uh, the Dodgers became Spin City. Let's be real. It's because uh, if you're watching Trevor, the gossip bloggers, as uh, he will call them, everybody's going to try to pin what they can on Bauer because he's been the loudest. He's been the most vocal about it, and he also saw the – you know, you saw the market jump in his spin rate after he complained about it that, you know, MLB needs to pick a lane, either enforce it or come up with something that's a middle ground that the pitchers can use and, and get that tack, but hopefully not the crazy spinnies going on, uh, as they call them technically. But, um, you know, you saw Houston was kind of the forefront, uh, the forerunners of of the sticky stuff. We saw them fix and and turn Garrett Cole into a bordering bust of a first round pick into a three hundred million dollar free agent, right? Ace using the sticky, and then all of a sudden he's kind of fallen off the face of the planet with it. But you're seeing the numbers already get down because there's this threat, this imminent threat of of punishment. But they they seem to be having trouble with how they want to run with it, uh, how they're punishing. Anyway, bad segue, bad lead-in to Bowers asked a lot about all this stuff, and I guess we can say Trevor Bowers is our special guest today. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Here's here's Bauer uh, doing what he does best and talking about stuff, but also throwing Rob Manfred under the bus. Hey, Trevor. Uh, I mean, how did you feel like the ball was coming? I know you said you felt fine, but I know velocity was pretty similar to years past or to this year in the past, but uh, the spin rate was down a little bit. What's the question? Uh, how did ah. you feel like the ball was coming out and did you feel like it was had the right, the typical zip that you've had this year on it? Yeah, that ball is coming out fine. You know, um, all I've ever wanted is to compete on a fair playing field. So if MLB is going to be consistent with that, then yeah, I thought the ball is coming out fine. Uh, I mean, since you brought that up, I mean, what is your reaction to MLB cracking down potentially on the use of foreign substances with all the, and also some of the reports uh, this week just about uh, how much it's been prevalent throughout the game? Yeah, like I said, I want to compete on a fair playing field. I think everyone wants to compete on a fair playing field. So if they're serious about actually doing something about the rule that's on the books, then that's all I've wanted for four years. You know, it's nice to see them finally catching up to something that I've been at least talking to them about for four years. Um, 
So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they do. Uh, unfortunately, in MLB, a lot of times nothing gets done until it, their hand gets forced and it becomes uh, a public issue. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully the game gets cleaned up. That's all that we all want. We just want to know what the rules are and knows what, know what's going to be enforced and compete on a fair playing field. And um, I guess the ball's in their court to see what they actually do about it. Next question is from Hard Castillo. Go ahead. Uh, Trevor, your your fastball while we're talking about it was down, according to publicly available data, 223 RPMs uh, today. Um, is that related to this, to, to using stuff? No, I, I don't know. Hot, humid day in Atlanta. I just want to compete on a fair playing field. I'll say it again. That's been the whole point this entire time. Let everyone compete on a fair playing field. So if you're going to enforce it, then enforce it. And if you're not, then stop sweeping it under the rug, uh, which is what they've done for four years now. So just like to see everyone be able to compete on a fair playing field so we can see who the best players are and who the best team is according to the given rules and the given enforcement of the rules so were you checked at all any more today than in the past uh, i'm sure you can watch the game and determine that for yourself and have you heard anything from the players association the league anything about possible enforcement how they plan to go about it <laughs> Yeah, we've heard a whole bunch of stuff and it always changes day to day. Uh, no one knows what the rules are right now, apparently, including MLB and the commissioner. So it'd be nice to, it'd be nice as players to know what rules we're competing by and what rules are going to be enforced. Because as everyone knows, you know, a rule that's written down that is never enforced is not a rule. Uh, so it'd be nice just to have some clarity on like what the rules of the game are that we're playing under uh, since it's changed about four times in the past week or so. What kind of effect do you think this will have if they do start enforcing the rules? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I've said a lot of stuff on it publicly that is you know, on record. It has been since 2016 or 18 or uh, 2018, I think. So um, there's plenty of stuff out there if you want to go look and understand what's going on in the game. I've talked about it a lot. But uh, yeah, I think, again, we just want to compete on a fair playing field. So if you're going to enforce it, enforce it. And if not, then don't. But you know, don't play the middle ground. And, you know, sometimes they're, you know, unfortunately, uh, until things become public, nothing gets done in MLB, so. Next question is from Dylan Hernandez, go ahead. Trevor, just for the record, you know, your spike in uh, uh, spin rate here over the last year and a half, can that be linked at all to you using foreign substances? Like I said, I've made a lot of public comments. If you want to go research it and make your own decision, go for it. Okay. And, you know, obviously the Dodgers, you know, made a significant financial investment in you, expecting you to be a pitcher of a certain caliber. Um, you know, going forward from here, if these rules are enforced, um, do you still feel you can be that caliber of pitcher? Go look at the 2018 numbers and tell me for what you think. So we got a lot to break down there. <laughs> Let me I mean, break it down from a fundamental standpoint. Dude, dude went off as as was to be expected in that because he's been vocal about it, and this is uh, this was an open platform for him to sound off once again on MLB, which he's made it known he hates his uh, employer, loves the job, hates his employer. We've um, all been there. <laughs> hey, Gary, we no. You're not talking about Gary? No. Okay, no, yeah. No. Son of a. Anyway. I hate my job. Love my employer. <laughs> all right. Well, right off the bat, he talks about. I mean, kind of immediately devolved into talking about being on a fair playing field. You know, how, how was the ball coming out of your hand today? Humid day in in Atlanta. Just want to be on a fair playing field. All right. Well, that's uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure an attorney could come up with an admission of guilt out yeah, of that yeah, if they yeah, try yeah, real yeah. hard. <laughs> uh, which it is what it is. You know, he is not denied using the sticky stuff as. You know, most of the league uses, as we've already alluded to. But what uh, what kind of stood out like most to you from from that whole exchange? Look, man. I mean, I, I have a theory about Trevor Bauer, and it's it's uh, I like it. <laughs> I like this theory for a lot of reasons. My theory is that if you look back a couple years ago, he's you know he talked about how ridiculous it would be if he used a foreign substance. He talked about hey, if I use a foreign substance, I'd win a Cy Young award. I'd be unhittable. Like all these things, he, he broke it down. 
I think he legitimately is doing this to prove a point almost. I, I mean, Sounds he doesn't like say do. he doesn't say no, I'm not using it, which if you were being accused of something, you would say no, I'm not using it. Like immediately you say no, yep. I'm not using it. I think there's a good chance he's using something and he's doing it to prove a point. He's not necessarily doing it to be like, hey, I'm a cheater. He's doing it to be like, I told you, like, this is an issue. Look how much of an issue it is. You, you wonder why Garrett Cole all of a sudden got really good. You wonder why Justin Verlander's career didn't die and he became really good before his arm blew out. There is a reason for this. Look, look at these numbers. I'm putting them right in front of you. You look at the spin rates and how they dropped off on, on his in, during his start. It's it's pretty significant in the sense that I think his RPMs for his fastball dropped off over 200, which fastball is really hard to increase spin rate first of all because of yeah. how a fastball spins and the plane that it spins on <clears throat> everything else you know not necessarily significant drop-offs actually he increased i think on his curveball which is really odd for a, i guess humid i don't know i don't know how weather works out but uh i i do have a theory that he is kind of doing this on purpose to almost expose what's happening because he's been one of those guys where it's like i want to make the game better and yeah. that's been his whole thing and the entire and he's been a you know pretty douchebaggy about it along the way i'll admit i got no problem admitting that yeah um but i, I would not put it past him to be that petty <laughs> and do it this way because what else how else are you going to accomplish it he could be yeah. like josh donaldson and be like i know a bunch of guys who used it i'm gonna write down in a book and show it to you and it's like shut up josh donaldson you're such so useless um I, i'm dropping the absolute truth tomorrow about it yeah i know yeah, man. Yeah. he's like a uh, freaking trevor plouffe book d-bags um so that's my theory about it and so when he was talking and when he's saying all these things and they're saying hey will you admit that you just just for the record like like yeah. dylan hernandez came with just for the record can you just say you don't use it and he does not say that no. at all and you know it's like go do your research to be fair it might be a thing where he's like i'm not even going to address that it could be that sort of thing i don't no. think it's that i think it definitely is like a look at look at the year i said that i could be a lot better if i use sticky and there's, look beyond there's that. a timeline of everything he's said over the years, either on his Twitter, either on, on other podcasts, either on his YouTube channel that all point to, look, guys, I've told you about these people doing this. It makes sense that the Astros got, you know, like you said, Verlander and Cole got really good once they went there because they were the the sort of godfathers of the crazy sticky. Um, and then he's like, all right, well, MLB doesn't want to do anything about this. I can join the fight and I can have some fun with it, too. So 100%. He's been using it. I, I agree with the things you said, at least all the things I remember you saying right now. I didn't so. say anything. No. Okay, cool. Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just three thirty-three, Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Daniel brings up a good point on YouTube. It's a quote from Trevor Bauer. Basically says, rule that isn't written down or ever enforced mm -hmm. is not a rule. And that, I mean... I don't really know how you can have a gentleman's agreement about a rule, which seems to be the case across baseball. I mean, now that the issue's coming to light, you're seeing a lot more people dive pretty deep into like clips of people. You've seen the U Darvish tapping the glove thing. You've seen the uh, I mean, what's everybody. the Orioles pitcher John Means or whatever it is everybody. like rubbing his glove with his hand. We, Walker Bueller, our very own, say, we can watch Bueller our very own Walker Bueller tax. I mean, like no, 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 like it's like like right in there yeah. to tap his glove off. And what what do you think he's tapping on? Like he's not like oh I better it's wipe my hand off on my. It's glove. not a nervous tick. No, and so, I mean, it, it's tough to look at that and be like, no, this isn't happening across baseball. It's absolutely happening across baseball because it's not a rule. It's not an official rule. There is no official banned substance list that's, no. on, that's on in the rule book. The rule book says that there, you cannot use a substance to assist your grip aid, which is everything that everybody uses, the rosin and the sunscreen. Great right. example. And, and this, now you're going to get into a point where they have to make a list of things that you can and cannot yeah, use. This, that's what we're getting This, to. once again, requires MLB to sack up or fail miserably as they've done time and time again. I mean, you look at the leadership, you look at what baseball has done under Rob Manfred's leadership, I should say. <laughs> Obviously the biggest biggest thing we've we've uh dealt with in our time, in our, our time of Friedman or uh 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 yeah, yeah. That guy, what's his name? That Robert I keep doing that. Rob Manfred. Manfred. Man yeah. Rob Friedman. Not the pitching ninja. We like pitching ninja. <laughs> biggest thing that happened during Manfred's, Manfred's time here is the Astro scandal, and it's continuing because he didn't do that right. They, they uh, MLB, they punted, 
and it bit them in the ass and it's continuing to bite them in the ass. But I like uh, what Bauer said about, you know, nothing gets done by baseball, by MLB until they get their hands forced by public opinion, by, by people getting loud about it. And now, well, Sports Illustrated made it real loud with a <laughs> gross looking picture. I don't like that picture. It really <laughs> bothers me. I don't know what it is about it. It just bothers me. I like dirty hands. I think that's it. That's reasonable. Yeah. He'd be a great mechanic. But he says, Bauer says, we want to know what the rules are, and you can understand that. And, and I like you know the part where he says it's changed like four times in the past week or so, which sounds very baseball-y to me. You know, they're too worried about <laughs> about uh, the, the length of game and how many times the pitcher and, and catcher or the catcher is going to the mound and all this type of uh, you know pointless bullshit, uh, runner on second in, in the, the 11th and 10th inning or whatever the hell it is. But not about actual rules that affect the end product, which is, you know, you, you, they, they tried to bring singles and more hits into the game this year with this deadened ball, but they're not doing anything about this rampant problem that has been around. It's been obvious, and now it's just getting louder and louder. Uh, let's keep going back to Bauer on this, you know, enforce it or stop sweeping it under the rug. You know, just either come up with – they need to come up with something that's, that's approved. It's that simple. And bring back the, the fun balls. I think we they think we hit a nerve with people. Good. Why? People are very upset one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, if you're asking me, like, hey, what's the right answer to this? What are we doing? Um, I think the right answer is to come up with an approved list of things that you can yeah. use to improve your grip. Because we have talked to hitters in the past. We've talked to pitchers in the past. I think not necessarily across the board, but a lot of them would agree you would rather have, especially on a cold day. If you have Jacob deGrom throwing against you in New York on a in a you know a fall night in New York, I would much rather that dude have something to be able to control his fastball. As yeah. a hitter, I would much rather have that. I think any hitter in the league would be like, "Yep, go ahead, grip something. I, don't, I just don't want to wear that on the chin flap right now." <clears throat> um, you know, we talked to you know Eric Gagne, another dude who was like, "Hey, like you talked to a lot of pitcher, a lot of other hitters. They're they're going to tell you like, hey, if you're going to come at me with that ball, you know, yeah. put something on it, control it, get some more control on your grip." I know it's like a it's very nuanced. There's a lot of different angles to it. There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. But ultimately, I think they do need to come up with something. They had the uh, apparently in spring training they had the pre-coated ball. Um, oh yeah, that they test in the uh, Japanese league and the mm-hmm. Korean league. Apparently, they didn't like it. No, didn't didn't last long enough. It wore off too quickly. I think something like that though, if you can make that better, if you can improve that, I think that's ultimately the yeah. answer. It needs to be something balanced and controlled because if it's exactly. up to a pitcher to use X amount of sticky. They're going to go X times X. Yes. Yeah. As they so, say. I mean, you also add in the fact that over the past five years, how many times has Major League Baseball changed the structure of the baseball? <sighs> it just, they can't keep anything consistent. I don't know how you can expect pitchers across the league to change things. I don't really know how you can, as a pitcher, expect to pitch consistently with the ball always changing. You have higher seams, you have lower seams, you have a slicker ball, you have a better grip ball. It, it It's always different. And I just, man, it is just a massive failure on Major League Baseball's part. I would prefer. That they come up with something standard. I would prefer yeah. that they standardize it so that you can be checked for it. You can go up to a pitcher and be like, hey, you have pine tar on you. That's an illegal substance. Out of the game. <clears throat> Not in this weird you know, loop that we're in where Joe West yeah. goes and pulls a, a Phillies player's or hat. Or and he's whatever. like, hey, you can't have this hat. And he's like, it's it's rosin. Like We're, yeah. we're allowed to have rosin. He's like, no, no, it's just too sketchy. I'm going to take it out of the game. Yeah. And then doesn't even throw them out either. Which is yeah, there's, there, there's, there's no middle ground on that either about things that – so – you know, if you're going to tell a pitcher he can't use sunscreen in a day game, you can't do that <laughs> because, you know, you can't really put someone's health at risk to skin cancer yeah. just because you don't want them to get some sticky on them or whatever the hell it is. It, again, it's really dumb, and it just screams Rob Manfred for sure. <sighs> you got any good comments from it? Because you said, you said people are going off. People, I wanna... are, people are really tearing through it. We appear to have some Astros fans in here who are somehow comparing that to uh, – <laughs> The Dodgers cheating apparently is what's happening right now, and that's not really. The I case. mean, the Astros are the ones that cheated first and the most when it came to that. They were like the original spin city of of uh, the of baseball of the baseballs. <laughs> I mean, they they do bad. That's what they do. Again, we were talking about it. they they changed. They made Garrett Cole into a three hundred three hundred million dollar guy. You they, should definitely go look. As an aside, you should go look at like every single one of Garrett Cole's stats before coming over to Houston. And I understand you can go to a new team, you can relearn some things, get some new mechanics. You can go to a better team. Pittsburgh is definitely not a better team. Yeah, you, you look at any pitcher that has come to the Dodgers, they learn a lot more. 
They figure out which pitches to throw and which ones they throw best. Mm -hmm. They figure out how to make them more deceptive, things like that. But you look at Garrett Cole's numbers and you're like, yeah, I mean, that's a guy who came over and and obviously got a mixture of something and learned how to use it and learned how to use it in game. And now he's good with it. And that's the case for a lot of different players. But if you're going to say that, you know, somehow try to compare those two, (laughs) I would just say you're really reaching. But uh, congrats on your tainted title. We, We appreciate you for being here. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Getting to one comment back a, a little ways. K Casino on uh, on YouTube uh, through ten dollars our way on Super Chat. We appreciate you. Uh, Want to know how much is Seager worth in free agency? Kind of changing gears for a second before we get more into the uh, the sticky questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and what chances do you give the Dodgers at re-signing him? Yeah, I don't think he's worth two hundred million dollars anymore. That's for sure. He's not worth three hundred. Two hundred. I mean, people were like, he's getting Lindor's contract, which, you know, that's not, that's not the case. I don't know, uh, to tell you the truth. I, I don't know what the future holds with him, for him with the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't know what the future holds for him with the Yankees or whoever is going to try to give him a contract. Whoever's going to do it, I don't know who's who's going to make a push for him. I would imagine the Dodgers are going to be in play. I don't know how drastically. Um, I don't know, man. He He's just one of those guys that I just don't know how to pay. Yeah, it, it's going to be... Uh... I mean, his best situation is just go ahead, find somewhere to take a one-year deal, hopefully L.A., and and get back out into the market. Oh, Bullet's calling me fat now. Classic. That's messed up, dude. Classic. Come on. Um, But, yeah, that, that's the thing I would do. I would definitely wait and uh, go back in when there isn't, like, five other, what are they called, uh, shortstop arms out there. Or shortstop, uh, premium shortstops, we'll call them. We got money for the sticky fund. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's Thumper. We also got another 10 from uh, FAP on. <laughs> That's uh, fat ass. Prick? Yeah, whatever. Punt? Whatever you $10, want. $10, a few beers on me. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, all right, let's get into the more recent stuff. <laughs> People definitely going off on, on Bauer's numbers. Yes, the numbers do say a lot. Uh, 2018, I don't think he was sticking up then because that's when he was the most uh, vocal against it. Then he was like, watch, and then uh-huh. did it. And I think he had one start in 18 yep. where like they increased by like 400, 500 RPM. And then it dropped back off the next day, Yeah, next start. Yeah. It wasn't even that. He had like one inning where he did it or something weird again. He, he always says, go look at my stats, go look at the numbers, whatever. Um, yeah. Getting into... Uh, so so wait somebody uh, somebody's uh, big mad okay so there's there's uh, an Astros fan we love we always love um, you know what are they called are they, are they really fans they just seem like a, a bunch of cowards that's all I got I'm just yeah, trying that's here a good call yeah I mean uh, when your IQ is lower than your boot size then you know you got a problem out there oh yeehaw baby <laughs> but uh, I don't know I, I guess that's enough of the sticky stuff it's. The bad part is it's just the beginning, kids. This isn't going to stop. This could get real ugly over the next because, couple of weeks, too. <laughs> and, and if it's baseball, you know, they, they've got to come up with their 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 penalties, with the uh, balanced and fair punishment. If they, Are they going to do like they've done with, you know, in the past where, you know, Nick Castellanos got an eight-game suspension, but Javi Baez got a fine for, you know, jumping out of the dugout and inciting a fight or something like that. You know, there's... They're 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 bad. Baseball is bad with punishments. They're bad with uh, in enforcement of of these type of things. It seems like is terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know what the worst part about this is though for me. All of it. I mean, there's a lot of bad parts about it. The motivation to do so has nothing to do with leveling out the playing field. It has nothing to do with improving the game. It has everything to do with Major League Baseball realizing that offensive production is way down this year and that they need to do something to make it more exciting for fans because it's not exciting enough right now. They want players putting the ball in play. They don't want people striking out. They're tired of that. <sighs> they just can't leave it alone, man. They just can't ever leave the game alone. They always got to do something to it. I get, you know, 
If you want to do a better job of marketing your teams, if you want to do a better job of marketing your superstars, I think you'll have a lot more success that way. But go ahead. Just keep changing the baseball. Mm-hmm. Keep changing the rules. Keep putting extra runners on base during extra innings. Whatever the hell you want to do to ruin it. Whatever. Whatever. Idiots. Well, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a Sticky Sticky Boy podcast, I'm assuming, for a couple of weeks. Because it's uh, this is, I, I mean, I imagine Ken Rosenthal right now is just so hard. He's just knee deep in stuff, which isn't very high, you know, for him. But he's knee deep uh, in in uh, sticky stuff right now. Uh, let me get your uh, let me get your opinion on this before we move on. All right. Ultimately, what do you think is the end game of this? Do you, they just come up with a list of approved substances and that's it? I think eventually it will become that. Um, not this season. I think they're going to try to enforce things and have people attempt to play on, the, on a level playing field with nothing. It's not going to go well. They're just is going to be like a TSA style outside of the bullpen. Like you're coming out, you get patted down. Pitchers are just going to find better ways to hide it. I can find. I can think of a few ways. Yeah, just put it. No one's put, checking up your nose. <laughs> is he picking his nose before every pitch? It's just like what? Not two knuckles. What's deep. this spin rate on some nice boogers? creamy boogers? Yeah. Shove a little jalapeno up your nose, I, I get feel, the juices running. That's for major league. So right? bad for people that just heard me say creamy boogers. Creamy boogers. That's our next podcast. Finely tuned uh, athletic machine going on right here. Anyways, Sticky Gate. Rocky Ricky Bobby Trujillo calls it Sticky Gate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Anyways, everything's a gate. From uh, the uh, the Sticky Gate to the Streaky Boys, we end here on the Dodgers again being. Really, really streaky, and it's it's kind of uh, I wouldn't say it's sort of. I, I mean, I'll stop short of saying they've hit a pattern, but they kind of are getting close to hitting a pattern here where they're, they're really good, and then like one loss kind of derails them a little bit or just sort of bumps them a little bit. But the team has rattled off two eight-game winning streaks and two streaks of well under five hundred. Of course, there was the famous. 5 and 15 but right now they're 4 uh 4 and 7 in their last 11 not uh not a defending world champion baseball of course they haven't been at full strength for a lot of it i don't know it, it, there's there's a lot uh a lot i don't like about it no uh <laughs> that's it it's, it, it's, it's i want to cry about it it's weird you take out some of these like you know, ridiculous lead games and you start looking at the run differentials a little bit more balanced. It's something you would more expect that what you've seen out of this offense, because right now the run differential is just out of control. You can't survive having 11 run innings every other, you know, week or whatever it is. That's kind of getting them across right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I, I, yeah. I do know that they're still waiting for a couple guys to get going. I still know that yeah, Cody but... Bellinger needs to find it. He looks like he's kind of starting to slowly find it. When he starts going to the opposite field, that you kind of have that feeling of like, okay, I'm getting a feel for it now. I'm getting back to it. He's looked really bad over his first week, but uh, he's finding it. Zach McKinstry, another guy, still has not found it yet. Yeah. Uh, actually didn't really play over the weekend, really, with the, against the Braves. I think he played one game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure he has like one hit and like 20 at-bats since returning. So that's another guy they got to get going because when he was going, he was one of their most productive yeah. offensive players. He's a guy who lengthens the lineup because, I mean, you're hitting 7th, 8th, ninth, or whatever it is on a daily basis. And you got a good hitter down there. You can protect the guys at the top. You can make things a little bit easier on Mookie, who's also in his own struggling dramatically. <laughs> It's bad. I I, uh, I think we're going to have an article coming out on it uh, tomorrow, probably on our DodgersNation.com, but I'm I'm kind of curious. Would you finally change the lineup around a little bit? Does that do enough? You know? Or is that more of just like a show? I, it does feel a little bit like a show, but you almost kind of need a show right now. It's not, not necessarily that it's going to do anything, not necessarily that's going to improve your game, not necessarily that anything's going to change, mm-hmm. um, but I think you kind of do need that. Like, hey, we are trying something else. We are going to try something new. We are going to show a willingness to move guys around the field, move them around the mm-hmm. order, whatever it needs to be. You know, We've talked for a long time about Max Muncy batting at the top of the lineup, and maybe that's changed a little bit now that he's uh, kind of come around with the bat and he's not necessarily walking every plate yeah. appearance like he was before. Yeah. Um, but you also look at Chris Taylor, another guy who can hit at the top of the lineup. Maybe moving Mookie out of the top of the lineup is what you need right now. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if it'll be successful. I don't know if it'll work. Maybe it's a little more difficult to pitch to Mookie when nobody's on base, though, and he actually, uh, or when somebody's on base yeah. and he actually uh, benefits from it. 
Couldn't I'm, hurt at this point. Yeah, absolutely cannot hurt. Just try it for a little bit until Corey comes back, which I still stand behind the idea that he will be back before the end of the month. I think I'm one of the few who thinks that, but mm-hmm. um, it, it won't hurt. Mookie's he's struggling there. He's getting a lot of RBI opportunities in that leadoff spot and leaving some ducks on the pond. It's just making him. Uh, it, I would I would assume it's adding a lot of the pressure. Obviously, the, it's not going to be a talent issue with somebody like Marcus Lynn Betts. It's he's in his own head right now. It just it is what it is, and that's uh that's all I got to say on that subject. Um, before we end it, we'll probably dig more into the the you know Mookie and all of that later on this week on Thursday when we come alive uh, next. But Dodgers are on their way to Pittsburgh right now. They're actually already in Pittsburgh. It is Monday. Tony Gonsolin, Tony Smokes, the Catman joins the rotation. I feel good. Something to feel good about. I'm excited about it. Uh, we obviously love Tony. I think he's a very good pitcher. I think that it's going to be really good for the team. Um, I also very much like that he gets a, uh, you know, he just came from AAA and he yeah. gets to face another AAA team in Pittsburgh, which is just like the smoothest of transitions for him. Like you, you're yeah. not throwing him into the fire. You're not saying like, "Here's the Padres, go go at it." You know, you're putting you're pitching him against the. Uh, South Pasadena Little League team or whatever it is right now. Uh, Pirates are not good. And with they're that being good. said, they're probably going to rack them now that I said that. Well, they're not good, but you got to you got to remember uh also, this side Tony was very good last year. And a lot of people will like to point at the playoff numbers and it you know, it just wasn't his year in the playoffs because uh he'd never done that sort of thing, but I mean, dude, one uh Baseball America Rookie of the Year, he, had, he was honestly probably the best guy in the rotation for the greater part last year because Bueller was in and out and hurt dealing with the blisters. Kershaw was fine, not great. Julio was sort of in and out, had bad first innings. I mean, Tony was was really the guy that, that um, held, held it all together um, for that 60-game season. But the most important thing to me, no more bullpen games. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's it's going to be delicious, at least for a little while. Eventually, they're going to come back, because like we were talking about earlier, yeah, you got Julio, who's coming up on some sort of innings limit at some point this season. You can't really have him throwing 250 innings through the playoffs. Um, Bueller is going to have to deal with something along those lines. Kershaw is going to get hurt at some point. It just happens with Kersh. You hope it doesn't, but you got to be prepared for the worst. Anyway, yeah, Pirates... Really bad team, twenty three and uh, thirty five right now. Fourth worst record in baseball, and uh, yeah, man, do we uh, do we come do we come out of this with a win? Man, <laughs> if we don't, uh, I'm gonna feel real bad about myself and about this team. Um, That's a spirit. You hope you hope they come out of this with a couple wins. You hope they come out of this, uh, you know, the next six games with. If they come out of this next six games with four games, it'll be a little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> if they come out with five wins, I'll feel good about it. If they sweep both series, I'll feel great about it. Might be a reach. Katie says Might it's got to be a turning point, right? There's been a number of these where it's like you assume it's a turning point. You assume that the team can kind of... <laughs> Cody's back. It's a turning point. <laughs> the Dodgers got one win against somebody. It's a turning point. The Dodgers yeah. put up 16 runs against the Brewers. Got to be a turning point. Damn it. Everything's... A- Mother effing turning point. I hate this year. This year sucks. <laughs> We're bubble frauds, just like the Lakers. God. Oh, man. I'm taking L's this week, man. It's been a rough week. Yeah, yeah. No, it really has oh, for you. Because you uh you like to get loud sometimes on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been yeah. quiet. It's been fun. It's been peaceful. Yeah, I've been real harassed on the internet lately. You want to talk about it? No, not really. Let's talk about it. Is it because of your mustache? Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> just too vanilla for people. Oh, anyway, I guess that's about all the fun we've 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 gotten in us. You know, things things happen. Things just happen. Katie wants you to let her be optimistic. It's not what he does. He, mm. it's not my blood. He just brings things down. I'm like Eeyore. <laughs> Why don't you do the whole outro now as Eeyore? <laughs> hey guys, find us on the internet. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's what I do. And you can have this on your podcast, but no. Anyways, we're at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe there. Uh, DodgersNation slash subscribe or DodgersNation.com slash subscribe. You get us our, our, our newsletter. Uh, there's cool stuff in the newsletter. There's discounts, I think, in our uh, in our store. Go check out GearUp.LA and get some cool merch. You could be uh, say I wore my Let's Talk About Baseball shirt because we're going to talk about baseball. So that worked out. 
I wore my gray hoodie. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We're probably there. Also, do subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. You'll be glad you did. You'll be so glad. Guys, I'm at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're uh, at Dodger Nation on Twitter. At Official Dodger Nation on Instagram. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Astros suck ass. Uh, We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.